Welcome to Oh Brother, a podcast of three brothers trying to figure it all out with your hosts, Brandon, Colin, and Aaron. On this week's show, Missing Chromebooks. Hello. 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 Aaron, you okay there? Yes, I'm fine. (laughs) <laughs> the struggle is real, apparently. Movie <laughs> stuff. I'm fine. <laughs> I am fine. Oh, man. The uh, bear is in town. Just couldn't tell I've by heard. the traffic. <gasps> I was going to say, can you still hear it outside your back door? <laughs> oh, my gosh. It's going to be bad. <laughs> really bad. No. I, uh, it makes... Of course, of course... This is whenever we have like several drop-ins that are over, kind of like on that side of town. So it's just like, oh, naturally, naturally. In, into the the belly of the beast, as Thank it were. <laughs> Three hundred thousand people, or however many, appreciate you. You gross. Is that is that a, are you are you exaggerating or is that a real life number? That's a real life number. That's disgusting. Ew. Ew. Uh, That's too many people. <laughs> oh no. No, no, they, uh, yeah, no, 300 and almost 340,000 people attended in 2019. So they're expecting, uh, it to be basically just high. Uh, I didn't really know that many people went to the state fair. Yes. It's odd because that's a thing that generally <clears throat> until my brother moved next door to it, <laughs> I didn't ever really remember that it existed i know right it's one of those things it's like it's like outside of my sphere you know so like i don't ever think about it happening and then randomly i'll hear somebody be like oh yeah we're going to i went to the state fair and i'm like the what oh yeah (laughs) yeah no i uh totally as a matter of fact i completely forgot that the state fair was in town Whenever, until we were moving here and they were like oh you need to move here in like a week because after that the fair's in town I was like no <laughs> the fair descended and I was like oh gosh that was bad <laughs> no. yeah it's, been, it's uh, a weird it's a weird phenomenon the fair you know I don't know I don't really know it's a it's a weird one. Like, I just never really got into it, I guess. I've been to a fair before, and it was just like, I don't know. It was very diminishing returns for me. I feel like I went once, and that was really all I needed. I don't know. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, there's some interesting things about it. I know people will get really big about, like, the concert and who they have like the beach things the beach boys beach boys yeah, but being here? they are but in 2021 are the, the they see that's the other thing about the fair like anybody they get to the fair was the really really big name 20 years ago yeah right um that's some people that come to the fair like nobody wants to see the beach boys in 2021 right reprising the drummer even though the reprising drummer is john stamos like he did that one time yes kind of not not really that great a drummer well, and his time with the beach boys the first time a little little underwhelming 
if we're honest. If we so uh I don't <laughs> Yeah. And then and then they have the the exhibitions and the competitions um for um you know, the youth and the whatever and, and all that stuff. So I don't know. I uh I think it's kind of it's fun and, and oh and you can go see the butter cows right don't forget about those um, the what the cows that are shaped out of butter um, ah of course um, it's it's hard to know when you say a word like butter cow butter like cows. what you're actually talking about <laughs> um, so obviously we're gonna go um, later next week once kind of the hype all dies down um yeah, that's true. Don't go the first day. We have to be... we have to ride the Ferris wheel and get our face painted. Is what I've been told. Oh. So as directed. Those are the directives and we must execute. Uh, I am trying to see if we can go to like a truck and track pool sometime. The dr- <laughs> those are always fun. And and the kids have little earmuffs that dad bought them. So Hey, we're prepared. Well, I mean that is definitely useful for a tractor pull because yes. that is one of the loudest things in the universe. Is that we yes. can hear it from our house? So <laughs> when it's going on, uh, but uh, yeah, so we'll see. We'll see what happens. But uh, well, hopefully, you can survive the. Our, the so, goings on. Hopefully, our infrastructure know, I, as well. Our uh, our well, that's true. only roundabout was basically just driven straight through overnight last night. Um, where they ah, <laughs> they didn't even that would have been the tractor pull contestants, ladies and gentlemen. That's probably who probably. did that. I'm just, <laughs> they didn't even try. They just <laughs> right. Through. Uh, goodness. <laughs> so that's you know that's something else, but. Uh, I saw that and I was like, of course, of course, it's the one bendy bit in town and <laughs> yeah, nope. can't be bothered with it. <laughs> oh, I left. Let's be real. They are people from like central Missouri. So what most likely happened is somebody went, I ain't never seen one of these before. And just like drove right through it. I bet that's, you know. That sounds about it. Yeah. Or yeah, they just did it totally on purpose. Like, hey, man, this will be hilarious. Watch this. Blap. Yes. Like that's what happened. Oh no, one hundred percent. And they even they didn't even go like it's even slightly skewed to the left. So they were coming from the east, and usually you know roundabouts always go to the right where you go around them. They yes, they, they went to the left and then through it. Um, so like perfect. Why would so they... you started going in the wrong direction and then corrected? I guess. And then... This is why this is why we can't have nice things, Missouri. This this right here. Why? Why? Why can't we have nice things? Why do you have to break everything? What's oh, the matter with you? <laughs> yeah. Oh man! Uh, but again, I feel like I feel like I don't know. the The fair intrigues me sure. from like a historical perspective, right? Like the history of fairs, like the traveling show thing. I find that kind of like mildly interesting, but like I don't want to go to one because <laughs> I feel like they. In my, this is just my personal experience, sure. uh, and this is for the fairs in the Midwest. So, all you listeners outside the Midwest, please feel free to tell me how wrong I am. But like here, 
they always sound kind of like a good idea. You know, it sounds cool. Like everything about it sounds cool. And then you go and it's just like a massive disappointment <laughs> on like every level for me. You're like, oh, there's going to be this stuff. But it's like, there's rides, but they're all kind of like broken. And you're like looking at them and you go, I don't know if I want to ride that. You know, you're like, there's food, but it's kind of like not good looking when you see it. You know, like there's music, but it's like I said, bands from 15, 20 years ago that you forgot existed. Like one year in high school, I went to the fair with my friends and like the big draw that year was the Charlie Daniels band. All right. It's like early 2000s, not even remotely relevant at all. So like, <laughs> yeah. And, and I think, I think there are historic moments, right. That can, that started that happened throughout the fair that are kind of cool to think back through about what, what's happened there. Um, it's kind of crazy to think that the fair currently sits on almost 400 acres, uh, which is a lot. And it is, that is very, it that is, is a lot. I did like, not realize that. Yes. Yeah. It, it, it's very over, overwhelming. Um, because it because of its size. I mean, Megan and I went to the Dallas, went to the Texas State Fair in Dallas, and that was just absolutely obscene, like on a whole nother level. Um, I think you have to definitely go there for a very particular reason. If you're just like, I want to go to the fair, you're you were not going to have fun. But if you're like, I'm going to go there and I'm going to have a true. funnel cake, like at least it's a goal, and you can. I mean, I guess that's true. <laughs> you know, for us with the kids, it's we're going to find animals. We're going to ride true. trucks, and we're going to ride like a ride. Done. <laughs> D- and and then we can spend three hours there and not have to, and we're like, out, I'm out. And I don't have to worry about, oh, what's true. this the, exhibit? I don't have to, because they go all night. Yeah. Oh, plan I know. their day around the different events that are happening at different stages across time and like make sure everything lines up and like it's a thing. And I'm, so confusing. <laughs> I oh, man. That, Yes. So uh, I remember I was going to throw in my anecdote for this is uh, beware of fair rides. So my fair ride experience okay, yeah. uh, and the last time I ever rode a ride at the fair, I think, was uh, in high school. I went and I got on that. It's like the one that goes like it's so you sit in this little cage thing. Right. And it goes up like it looks like a big like a uh, belt, you know, it goes up. Mm-hmm. and down but the little cages roll around they spin you know yeah. yeah and so i sat in this cage and they put that little metal bar thing on your lap you know to kind of hold you in place so the ride's going and uh i'm not again i'm not a small person so i was kind of like tightly squeezed in this cage right <clears throat> and so i'm rolling around and all of a sudden this bar thing pops open and I went flying forward and like my face slammed into the cage thing in front of me. Right. And so my head just bounces off of this door, like, kabam! and so I like rocket backwards and I spend the last, like, I don't know, 45 seconds of the ride with my, I like kind of turn my hip sideways. So I'm oh, to lock you. shoving my elbow into the seat behind me oh. uh, with my left hand. And I had my right arm like 
forced forward onto the door so I could like stabilize my body. Oh, oh my god. <laughs> so I wouldn't roll and tumble around inside this little cage with no lap belt on. Yeah. It was not a good experience. I was very dizzy. Uh, I almost threw up <laughs> after I would too. <laughs> So I think the only fair ride I rode since then was like the one that's just like the little car that like goes around like the little go-kart track thing rode that once. But like after that, I was like, nope, no no more broken fair rides for me staffed by a dude who like sees you bouncing around in the cage and goes, well, Anyway, uh, <laughs> red, bro, red. Yeah, like no ride stop, no nothing. No. Just my head careening off of a metal cage, and then <laughs> oh my gosh, lucky! <laughs> trying not to repeat that performance for the next like minute of the ride. Yeah, that's why we're gonna stick to like the the only ho- high profile one, the Ferris wheel. Um, because <laughs> there you go. You know, it at least it's not it's not squirreled away in some deep dark corner. Um, yeah, <laughs> literally central center, center stage in the fair alley or in the right. It's true. Hopefully that one is maintained slightly better. <laughs> but who knows? We'll see. Uh, so that's exciting. That's fun. Yes. Been yeah, so it's fair fair time fair week fair next two weeks. Good. There you go. I forget it's two weeks. Also, two weeks. it's not a month. The, the Dallas, the Texas fair is a month. Is it a whole month? Yeah, but you know, they over, they're trying to overachieve with their stuff. There, so like, <laughs> but yeah, two weeks. It's like, plus it also ends on a, um, end on, on, it ends on a Sunday. So it's just weird because it starts on a Thursday. It ends on a Sunday. Ooh. That is weird. So it's going on right now already. Currently, currently, yes. yes. Okay. We're in our, right. we're in our third day, third full day. Yeah. Woohoo! Right. How? Something. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, Airman, are you surviving? Yeah. Yeah, doing doing pretty good. Um, first week of school. Uh, no, we started Thursday. Um, and then yeah, I did Friday. We have our first scrimmage of football this coming Friday. Um, and then a week after that, we will um, be, you know, having our first game. Um, it, it's, it's a little tedious right now because um, I don't have any Chromebooks in my class. It's kind of hard to teach a computer class with no Chromebooks. So um, I kind of had to improvise on a few of them. But you know, I'm teaching all middle school, so it's relatively easy. Um, someone did make the really smart decision to put like all of the boys in one class and then like all of the girls in another class. So I just have like nothing but like classes of like all people. So it's it's a little little tedious, but um, that's odd. Yeah, so it's it's kind of sucky. But yeah, I mean, I, the first first two days went pretty good. I'm very interested to see if I actually have Chromebooks in my class. Um, as of Monday, I don't have a whiteboard in my class still, so I don't know how I can you know do that things. I can't assign anything to Google Classroom because the the school program 
doesn't have me listed. And so I am just oh, the email. Uh, well, no. So I, I have an email, but as far as like the grading, uh, we, uh, Wingate, we use Wingate. Oh, in the uh, okay, okay, yeah. And so I don't, I'm not listed in that for some reason, and they're befuddled of why. Um, he's a problem. And so I'm just kind of just hanging out, vibing, doing doing what I can with what I got. Really, we should still be able to use like Google Classroom without that. Well, I yes, but I still don't have Chromebooks to. Teach. Oh well, yeah. I mean that so. that takes a few days to get because they got to sign them out to everybody and they got to make sure well, so, everybody's so for, filled out the form and like yeah. But for us though, um, <laughs> like they're they're only keeping uh, Chromebooks like in each class. Like their kids aren't taking them with them. Oh. Um, all the other kiddos, all the other classes have their stuff, mm. and so. Uh, yeah, they're like, all right, you're teaching computers or uh, keyboarding, and I was like, great, where's my Chromebooks? And they're like, you can use, you know, teach computers. I'm like, great, where's my Chromebooks? <laughs> um, so that's kind of what I'm I'm dealing with now. So is, were the first two days actually just cursive handwriting? <laughs> dun, no, dun. I wish. Uh, no, you know, still pretty much, you know, getting you know down with expectations, <laughs> getting you know everyone on the same page. Fair. Um. The, the schedule is, it, it, it's weird because, um, again, you know, small school problems. Uh, everything is, um, like, like, the schedule is just, like, off. So either <laughs> you, uh, how to best So, you know, I have all middle school kids, so that's not a problem, really, for me. Uh, the problem does happen is when you get like middle school and high school kids because someone thought it was a good idea to kind of offshoot the schedule so even though like yes you don't have middle school kids at this time you know but you know you have high school kids waiting out the hall uh, the hallway for your class to start but you can't do anything yet because you have middle school kids in your classroom um so it is a bit wonky um that's really weird. I, na- I now do uh, breakfast for eighth for sixth graders, even though they're like, "Oh yeah, you know, you'll only do, you know, um, you know, you only be assigned one day to do it." And I was like, "Oh yeah, sure, I can do that." And then they're like, "Oh no, you need to you need to have a lunch duty for sixth grade like every day." I'm like, oh, that is not what the schedule uh, permitted me. So. That's cool. I'm excited. So I get to be with sixth graders. I'm I'm their class sponsor, but like still, um, the sixth grade class is so small they just combined it all into one class. Ooh. So that's still a little bit. Uh, there's 25 of them in total. So, um, wow. They just kind of put it all into, into one grade. All right, go. Yeah, sweet. Um, this will be fun. So, so yeah, that's um, that's kind of been my week. Trying to balance scheduling. Uh, getting up early to you know drive an hour um, is still a little bit different, but yeah, I'm getting used to it. It's not a bad drive. I don't hit traffic or anything super early in the morning or anything like that. Eighty five um, miles an hour. Well, I mean, <laughs> so I can't say no. Do you have your car back? Busted. <laughs> do what? Do you have your car? Oh my, my car? 
Yes. Oh, so I'm picking up the car tomorrow. Uh, yes, it was a fuel pump issue. Um, huh. Although, pray tell that it is the only issue with it. He said there's probably other things wrong with it. He's like, but the main thing to get your car like moving is the uh, the fuel pump. And I was like, dope. So, All right, we'll start there. Boom. Yeah. Uno. So we'll we'll see how that do, but. Um, yeah, that's kind of all all he talked about. They they have the place I took it to has is kind of weird. They're not open on weekends, so yeah. we kind of had to do a little makeshift thing of hey, leave the car there. Um, I'll pick it up with the other set of keys. Um, just leave the keys in it, um, which every other automotive place in town is open on the weekends. But I mean, you know, he's he was really nice. Um, they got it done, even though they said like, oh, yeah, it'll take like, you know, give me, you know, I'll get to it next week. And then they called me like Friday, like, hey, we got your stuff. And I was like, oh, that's not next week. Thank you. <laughs> but probably got the stuff faster than they thought. Like, oh, hey. <laughs> yeah. So I, I was kind of expecting to be, you know, out of pocket on the car for like a good while. But yeah, they, they got it done. And it's ready to roll. I'm gonna, we're picking it up tomorrow. Um We've just been kind of all over the place today. And so like, ah, we'll just, get, it's not going anywhere. We'll just get it tomorrow. True. Hopefully anyway. Yeah. So, but yeah, other than that, school, school's going good. We'll see what next week brings again. If I have Chromebooks, if I don't, if, if my whiteboard's not up, I'm just going to stick it on the wall, like put some desks underneath it. Just teach yeah. that. Um, oh no. Oh no. <laughs> Uh, my That's my good. plan my planning period is kind of nice because I get like a legit hour because I get lunch and I get my plan period so it's kind of nice to actually get caught up on things do the things I need to so yeah. I'm I'm getting into the rhythm it's nice I'm I'm, en- I'm really enjoying my kids um they're a little bit of a handful but majority mm. of them are pretty good oh good well, this is good news yeah right. yeah yes so and Brandon. You're, you're uh, transitioning. Yeah, we started back this week. Oh, so hey. like it's just in service day. So I had like twelve thousand hours of meetings <laughs> and like growth plans and other things. I don't even know. Like <clears throat> new like technology in services, and they changed our gradebook thing. So that's exciting. Cool. Um. But I don't have any kids in mine yet, so like I can't see how it works because <laughs> I haven't filled out my classes. So they're all like, "We well, do this to make an assignment," but you can't try any of that if there's no class. <laughs> 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 so, so I got still got to wait on that one. Uh, <laughs> got to see how this is all working out. So that's been sort of it, and then just sort of trying to figure out my life. And we have to watch all these like training videos, you know, for literally everything in the world. And, <clears throat> and then at some point also try to remember what I do on the first week of school. Like, what do I do? <laughs> I don't remember. Good thing I wrote it down somewhere. <laughs> I just have to find it. I just have to find it and then do it. Kind of build out my first week. It's around here somewhere. So I was doing that. And then I sort of like, I was just dinking around with some of my files, like converting them into the format I wanted them in. 
because I decided to change one of my things like in the middle of the year last year. So I have some of those done, but like the ones from the beginning, I didn't do yet. <laughs> so like, oh. <laughs> like my some of my student data stuff. Yeah, I just want it in a different format that they can use easier. <laughs> so I was converting some of that over for my first unit. So I was like, oh, yeah, we're going to need this soon. So, blap, let's do this right now. <laughs> ah. And then try to do all that while navigating new administrative dude. So that's oh, yeah. like the, a big unknown in the whole, like, everything, right? Like, uh, what does this guy want? I don't know what's happening. You know, so it's a whole mysterious thing, right? Trying to do all that nonsense. So, we'll see. I figure I'm just going to keep doing like I normally do things. And if somebody doesn't like it, they'll tell me, I guess. I don't don't know. No, that's that's definitely the way to go. For sure. (laughs) You know. It's a whole thing. I talked to my principal about it a little bit because I was kind of panicking. You know, because they're all like data, you know, chartable, quantifiable data. And I'm like, uh, I, is, I have this. Is this what you want? Because I always feel like, I don't know. I feel like sometimes, <laughs> like, I, we've talked about this before, I think, though, like the things that they want and the things that I want are not always the same things. <laughs> right. Yeah. And so I'm like, <laughs> I want them to be able to like physically show me things like do this thing, right? Like, you know, build this thing for science or whatever. And it's like, uh, is that, is that chartable? Is that good enough for you? Like, is that what you want? (laughs) Can I put this on your little graph? You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. That's that's kind of the same problem that I'm running into is that there's this school got one of those um, developmental grants like several years ago. And like everything, everything is data oriented, which is, which is fine. No, I mean, it's good, but, but like, it's helpful and it's a good idea. But like, I'm yeah. just worried if my data is like, yeah. is it sufficient enough for, you yeah. know? That's and so there, there's, there's a lot of it that's like, oh, hey, you know, do this and then, you know, chart, you know, X amount on, of that on, you know, you, you have to have a data wall or you have to have like, you know, kind of all this other stuff. And it's like, I don't know how to do that. Um, and like, oh, I have to have it on a data wall. And then, oh, all the kids have to have, <laughs> you know, every, um, like a data folder. And, yeah. you know, yeah. every kid. And it's like, oh, you yeah. know, oh, that's what I'm we not even did too. Teaching, you know, state standards. I have to use a different curriculum or, or a different kind of testing stuff. And it's like, oh, what do you want from me? And I'm, I'm having to learn that the pacing. <laughs> And everything of everything. It's like, oh, this is this is fun. I'm having fun. Thank you. Well, it's hard too because, like, you know, I, I talked to my my principal because I I just talked to her a little bit about it because you know I, I, the whole thing is like, do the kids know what they're learning? Right. Yeah. That's kind of the reason for that mm-hmm. because in some classrooms, no, they don't do that. You know, but like. Mm-hmm. You know, so the question, they're always like, display this on the wall. Like, I don't like that's lame because my kids know because I tell them all the time. Like, we talk about it all the time. Right. Mm-hmm. So, like, they're like, well, how do you know the kids are doing it? It's like, 
because I ask them and then I talk to them about it. Like it's like, <laughs> so I don't, you know, that's, is that good enough for you? Like, is that what you, cause that's what I'm doing like all the time, Yeah, like, literally all the time, because that's like the whole point of a lot of the stuff I do. So, but she was kind of like, yeah, yeah, you're fine. Don't worry about it. So <laughs> we'll see. We'll, we'll see how it goes. But there was that, you know, those first several days of panic of like, oh no, my God. <laughs> but I did find a sweet new exp- uh, trial thing I'm going to try about erosion. So there is that. I have developed a new plan, to, uh, like an experiment thing for yeah. sometime in there to talk about erosion. So it's going to be great. It's going to be exciting. Yes. <laughs> cool. <laughs> we're talking about we're talking about like erosion and its effects. So basically I'm gonna do I'm gonna get some little you know those little like foil bread pans, you know? Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna cut one of the ends off uh and fill it with dirt and then like you know, pour water over it and measure how much soil gets washed away yeah. in like in a in, into a collection pan. Obviously not into the not into the floor. Hopefully, um, <laughs> so we're gonna have that. That's gonna be our baseline, and then I'm gonna give them stuff like random things and say, "Can you make it erode less using one of these materials?" Go, I love it. And then they have <laughs> to talk about when we talk about erosion and stuff like that. Yeah, how you can slow it down and everything. So I think that'll be fun. I think so too could be cool so i have to figure out where to put that but i have it kind of thought out now so we'll see <laughs> yeah you have it there <clears throat> that'd be cool because we can like we can actually like collect the soil and like measure how much was washed out you know so we'll either weigh it or put it in the cylinder or something just whatever is easier to see if they slowed it down from the baseline or not. So I think it'd be cool. It's like something fun. They like that kind of stuff. It's like a challenge, right? Present to them as a challenge and like, yeah, I'm in. So, <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, and I think the fact that it, it, again, you're leaving it open-ended allows you to really play with different possibilities and, and allow for people to not have all the same solution and that's something that yeah we're working with um lillian and noah right now we have this big box of 27 experiments or whatever and lily keeps saying what are we supposed to get what are we supposed to get my answer is well we're gonna get what we get and we're gonna yeah my <laughs> right gonna... my kids really hate that when i tell them that right because <laughs> you know that it's hard because like a lot of times before they've had to, you know, they're used to having an answer. Yeah. Right. One singular answer. And then some of the stuff that I try to do, it's like, you know, like, what do you think? I don't know. You know, you know, I try to do, and they really get mad at me, even in like a presentation, you know, they're like, is this good? I'm like, I don't know. Does it, do you think it's good? Do you have all the stuff? On the rubric, did did you? I don't know. Yeah. We'll find out when you present it. Dun dun dun! Like, <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> but they really don't like that sometimes, you know? They really... No, no. They or... really get grumpy with me. <laughs> no, they do. I mean, I'm, again, I when Lily Renault asked me something of like, well, what is this? Or what's this supposed to be? What, you know, what, what is that? Uh, uh, many, most of the time, I will say, what do you think? Or what do you think? Because like I may know, or I may not know, or I may think about it, or I want to, or I'm genuinely trying to have a conversation with them about that, and they get frustrated whenever you do put it back to them on that, like that. But um, I think that's really, really important, and I think for me too, it, it's a lot of um, I need to be very careful of speaking first in a lot of those situations because I don't want to be the one who sets the the idea or the tone or the direction of where we're going with this adventure of you know wherever we're yeah. going down um, <clears throat> whether it's completely whether it's wrong or not uh of just talking out their thoughts and then at the end doing the correction because i know i can i i have a tendency to immediately say oh no well it's this and this is how it works and this is what's going together and this is what's going to happen yeah, yeah. Lot, right and, and so take a step back and just be like, no, what, what do you think happens whenever we're going to add the yellow food dye? <laughs> I want to talk about it, you know, and, uh, yeah, they, yeah, they, they get frustrated sometimes, but it's good. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, obviously like I will help them. I will steer some of them well, sure. uh, when they get like super mega stuck. I'm like, oh, we should, but like, you know, and I also make sure to tell them, uh, when we do these things, like, you know, th- any any time we do those, our big our big like building making things, you know, that it, whether or not it works is irrelevant, right? I'm not grading you on if it works, right? So zero no, percent of the grade is did it work? Like, did you follow the steps and like apply these things yeah. and do that? That's what I care about. <laughs> Right. And were you a good partner if it's a partner one? Because that's a big one. But like, <laughs> you know, it's yeah, like, obviously. it's like, uh, I don't care if it works or not. That's not like we, with our air pressure when we do the big air pressure thing. And like, they, I give them a list and they have to try to figure it out and they have to explain how it works and everything. Like, I don't care if your demonstration like doesn't work right. Cause sometimes something's messed up and it doesn't, you know, like, I don't care. I don't care if it doesn't work. I care if you, could tell me what we're talking about. Can you tell me why this demonstration works? Can you tell me like all this stuff? That's what I want to know. I don't know. I don't care if it's right. I don't care if it worked or not. Just. <laughs> no, no, it's so. a good point. Cause I, think, Cause I think, especially for things like science or whatever, or doing an experiment, there's so many things that go into that. Like what we're doing right now, it's mostly a lot of things that are going to make crystals or make um, precipitate precipitates or, whatever and so much of that is dependent on the quality of the product in the jar or how long oh it's yeah sitting there and all this stuff and it's like look we can follow all these directions to a t whether it works or not who knows <laughs> we're just gonna we're just along for the ride yeah well and and really like like this the other goal for me at least in my classroom is like I want, like, by not f- focusing so much on, like, the right answer and, like, by not, I'm really hoping that we're building, like, this is a safe environment, right? Like, you can mess up. 
I don't care. Right. It's like, it's, it's a positive environment to be in. Yeah. I think that's my goal, you know, because that's why I tell them all the time. Cause I'll be like, well, I don't know. I was like, of course you don't. We literally just learned about this. Why would you know this right now? That's fine. Don't worry. I don't care. Like, <laughs> hopefully it's making it like a positive place where you want to be and giving kids a positive, like, impact in a school environment and then hopefully specifically about the subject you know like oh i don't hate this after all you know because a lot of people are like oh i hate science I'm like haha how about now though like <laughs> like <laughs> yeah. well yeah no you make a good point like making it safe to fail because uh, it's like i want you to feel because you're right there's no judgment it's not and i love that point of like it's not graded on the result it's graded on the process and how you handled it. There's everything else. Everything else is thrown is for the grade, except whether it turned blue or pink. I don't care. I really want to know, like, <laughs> like what you thought about the process or how you understood what we were doing and how you communicated that. And it's okay to not get the result. That's. I really don't think that that's prevalent enough, even in um, adult uh, societies. Of I was definitely not having having <laughs> places that it's safe and it's okay to fail in certain areas because I I know it feels like every moment can be this like this is it there's nothing I I can't I can't try anything I can't do anything I can't experiment with anything I can't change anything because if I fail it's all going to blow up and whether that's internal or external feelings that we have about ourselves like there's no we don't have that in any other world. For most of the time where we are um when we're we're out about yeah you know and i, I brought that up in our one of our meeting because again i'm on the district like the building leadership team somehow i don't know how that happened um <clears throat> but i brought that up you know like for the teachers too it's like that should be the environment that we are working in as well like mm. it's fine you know like oh no like yeah I, you know i've talked to the the science department and we kind of came to the conclusion last year, like the elementary needs to be doing more science. That's what we know that it's happening. It's coming. But like, we want to be a, a resource and be like, Hey guys, if, if you have science questions, you can ask any of us. It's, yeah. it's fine. Come on down. Come on, hang out. We'll, we'll talk about it. Like, <clears throat> you know, like that's the kind of, we want to be like a helpful tool for everybody. And push that forward to make it better for everybody because it is hard you know if you're an elementary teacher if you teach like fourth grade you have to be an expert in like every subject and that's not reasonable so if you need help with it come ask a person that only teaches that thing <laughs> you know like yeah. why not yeah to develop basically trying to develop professionally right that is a yeah. really hard space to to enter in knowing I don't know everything and I might fail. Um, but it's okay to do that in certain circumstances, right? It's like why to remind ourselves, this is why we're going through this process. It's like this, these two different mindsets of like, you have a beginner mindset and expert mindset. And too many times in our adult lives, like we carry around expert mindset. I've got to be the expert in everything or I'm the expert in my field, but we never go back and we put on that beginner mindset hat and try and look at it from a different lens or try to, to learn it anew. Yeah. 
And you, you know, just because I know if I was still teaching like language arts and like I would be like, uh, I would go to some of these people and be like, uh, you're really good at this. I help. Like, tell me, <laughs> give me some point. Like, you know what I mean? Like yeah. there, there are some people in our school that are like super good at that. And I would go to them. I'd be like, hey, <laughs> uh, <laughs> how do you do this? You know, because that would be my big area of weakness and I would need help with that. So hopefully going to try to do some of that but my motto for this year i wrote down uh i stole this from something else but i'm going to make a sign uh, progression not perfection boom what's up i'm gonna put that <laughs> Loving it. i'm gonna have to use that I'm gonna, have to... I, uh, yes. I... I'm gonna put that right next to my sign that says these are one person seats stop <laughs> sitting on each other you weirdos that's what <laughs> interesting i don't know if I don't know if they carry the same amount of weight in like implications for someone's life, but they're I, like, both important <laughs> for my room. Let me tell you what. Oh, I love it. I, uh, I, um, I'm doing a, uh, I got, I got selected to do a, a talk at a, at a pet sitter conference next year. Uh, and they were like, uh, what, like they wanted to know my topic. And I was like, uh, like, talk about something, you know, you're an expert on whatever. And I was like, sweet. I'll talk about um, uh, uh, imposter syndrome. Because it's something that literally <laughs> I'm an expert in. Oh, yeah. We talked about that the other day. <laughs> yes, I know. Exactly. <laughs> so it's kind of funny. Uh, so I, I'm going to steal that uh, statement from you because I think that that's really You're welcome. In that. <laughs> but yeah, they were like, what would you, you know, what's something that you have like a lot of history in or blah, blah, blah. And I was like, boom, got this. <laughs> got this. You can cite that episode for everybody. Uh, you can. <laughs> inadequacy. Here you go. Just the assigned listening. Before you come and talk, before you come and listen to this talk, I need you to listen to this. It's all going to make sense. Maybe. Probably not. But. <laughs> Probably won't. Speaking of. Long and rambly and there'll be a little bit that's relevant and then more rambling. Uh over those parts. Fast over those parts. I uh speaking of, of previous episodes, I I recently had my third favorite ice cream. Matter of fact, when I say recently, I mean just uh, like nigh on an hour and a half. Did you? Very yeah. nice. I did. Megan Megan disappeared to the uh, grocery store. A because we need food, and B she wanted to go because she wanted to wear our pet sitting shirt so that she could advertise to everybody there. And I was like, I don't want anybody. Who's that? Nobody's going to be there from town like i don't want to advertise people from kansas and she was like we gotta go it's good marketing let's go so she went and she because that's how <laughs> she worked we paid tons of money for this we're gonna wear them always we exactly. <laughs> exactly exactly um and she showed back up and she had like this uh like peanut butter crunch extra thing and then a double strawberry and i was like oh my gosh <laughs> I'm going to have this right now. And it was so good. It was so good. I was like, oh man. Just everything that I had flashing through my mind about me describing why I would choose strawberry as my favorite, <laughs> flooding back. And I was like, this is so, it's so refreshing. It's light. Like, I'm going to chow, I'm going to have a scoop of this, and I'm going to have 17 scoops of this chocolate peanut butter thing. I'm going to feel like. <laughs> A ton of bricks on the couch, but, but you know, but it's going to be great. 
It was really nice. Anyway, I just have to throw that out there. This is, this is, I think it's in danger of no longer being his third favorite ice cream, Aaron. I think we're... <laughs> no. A little bit more than that. No, because I, I, think, so. I then did go to my... I did go to the other one, and I was like, okay, this is far superior in every way. But I did enjoy eating the strawberry. It okay, good. okay. It, it brought to life of all the same things that I was thinking about. I was like, okay, it like really solidified of like, yeah. Oh, solidified the choice. Yeah, okay. It didn't perfect move up or down. It was just like perfect. This is good. It was just like ah, oh. like it was a. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely. Anyway. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I uh, was also reminiscing about um, things of, of years past. I've been listening to a lot of um, uh, like alternative pop or like pop punk from the early 2000s. And then this led down a weird road that I can't really explain how I got there. But I started li- looking like movies from the early 2000s. And one movie that I don't know if you guys have any memory of this because it like all came flooding back to me in a rush of horrible emotions was oh. the movie was the movie AI artificial intelligence. Oh, oh yeah. I don't. Everybody, everybody I don't have very strong feelings about this movie. I'm very curious to see what. <laughs> no, I okay. So this came out in 2001. First off, I didn't know this was supposed to be a Stanley Kubrick movie, um, but he gave it. To, he ended up passing away in 1999. But before he did, he gave it to Steven Spielberg to to tell. So it's this weird. That's why a this movie feels that's so a, weird. Oh yeah, that's true. Okay. That is a very different theme. <laughs> to go from Kubrick to Spielberg, Spielberg, right? Uh, so, so if you if you different like, stylized, stylized, extremely stylized. So if you if you take it, I don't know if you guys how much remember. Do you guys remember this movie? First, do you remember this movie at all? Yeah, isn't this yeah. based on? Uh, it's based on a science fiction novel too. Yes. Um. Yes. Loosely, uh, right? Loosely, isn't it? Is it the short story "Super Toys Last All Summer Long" by Brian Alden? Is the okay? Is that super toys last all summer long? I just remember that. Um, um, now can we talk about for just a second how the book version of the titles is like always superior? Oh, right, in like every way, right? Do you know the book name of I think it's Blade Runner? Do you know the the, the Philip K. Dick? You know what the book title is for Blade Runner? Mm-mm. Do androids dream of electric sheep? See. How much better is that? (laughs) No, I think, and I think I really like the book title because it is. um, It if you go into the movie and you think of the movie is going to be um, science fiction, none of it makes sense and it's pretty stupid. If you watch it as if it were a fairy tale, if 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 it were in essence the actual Pinocchio story that it is, right? Because that's you know, there's even like the blue fairy. And things like that, and he wants to be, yeah, yeah. Right? Um, then it it makes a whole lot more sense. And a title called "Super Toys Last All Summer Long." That's Fairy great title. Fairy tale, man, right? through and through, really anyway, cool, so good. I 
this movie, um, just utter and total, like depressing through and through. I cannot like it's there's like ugly cry at the end, but like all throughout, it's just to me, it's just sad. It's just a full on sad movie. It's about the AI boy who is programmed to love and be loved. And his parents dump him in the woods because their other son, who was in a coma, comes back and they don't want him anymore. And then he goes on this adventure of to find love and what it means to be loved. But he can only love and express love towards the mom at the beginning of the film. And the most depressing part of this entire movie, and this, all these emotions came flooding back, this big escape scene and he escapes the cops and blah blah and they get in a crash and he plummets into this this body of water and he thinks he sees the blue fairy and the blue fairy was a fairy tale that they told um amongst these ai creatures that if you wish you go find the blue fairy to become real and so people would try this he thinks he's found it it's this blue flashing light thing above him and he like wishes flash praise to it for two thousand years wishing to be real until his battery and huh. uh, okay. he's just like stuck in the water the little boy wishing to be real and then he's resurrected by the new creations and they say you know you can only get uh, they say what do you want and he says I want to love my mom so that I can be real and they're like well we can't do that and blah blah they find trickery waving magic hands they can bring his mother back for one day and then never again she does that and she, they're laying in bed and she says i've loved you i love you i always have closes her eyes she's never gonna come back he closes his eyes we don't know what's gonna happen to him and that's the movie and you're like what, <laughs> what? and in the middle there's like jude law who's like a gigolo and like all this weird stuff going around. And oh like, yeah, I, yeah. I think I've seen this movie exactly one time. Exactly. So like I'm <laughs> exactly one time. Chris Rock is in this as for the entire purpose of being a robot who is destroyed by being blasted through acid and into a massive plane propeller to be destroyed into center into a million pieces. There's like cool. it's called Flesh World. It's called Flesh World where humans oh, show up to watch. Yeah, to watch robots be destroyed and tear each other apart. And that's like a weird thing. And it's just it's very Roman, right? Very, it's very, like, <laughs> very bizarre. And I think, I think for me, what was so traumatizing about this was that it was from the eyes of the kid, right? Of Dave, David, David, I forget. I don't even remember his first name. Yeah. I don't remember. Dave. Haley Joe Osmond, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Joe Osmond. But he like, it's the, this entire world is through the eyes of a child. And it's because, I think it's because of that. It makes it, all of these senses of emotion and feelings and whatever, like really, really powerful and kind of, kind of hard to deal with. Um, because there's just this weird, there's just this innocence and like total naivety. And it, there's no story arc to David because he's, he's, he's a robot. And so he, he's put into this world to love and be loved. Nothing in the interim changes that he, you know, he, after 2000 years, he's brought back up and he says, I want, I want to love and be loved. Like, it's just like a child, right? Of like, there's yeah. no single thought and it just, 
oh, it's like soul crushing. I was like, I didn't even rewatch it. I just just all these memories came back to me, and I was like, I can't even, I can't even go back. I can't even think about that. It's just, oh, like I can't, I can't even. Oh, and I, anyway, I uh, I don't don't watch this movie. It's not good. I didn't like it. I didn't. Watch I, it. It's if you want to cry. Sounds like no. Yeah. Press. Um. But it was just, it was weird because I remember watching this and I think I thought it was something else of like expecting more of the like questions about what it means to be AI or can they love or blah, blah. And instead, it was this weird thing. And I just, <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't know if you've had that movie of like, I don't know, like, I don't know what I'm trying to ask of like, it wasn't what you expected. I think that's a little too surface of, or like, this movie of like I can't even like it's not that I hated it it's just like I can't even go through that process of watching it again I don't know if you guys have had that hmm I'd have to think about that one real hard because I'm not really sure I, definitely not with that visceral response I, I don't even really remember AI that much yeah. I, I remember when I was younger and I, I remember like when it came out and like all the hype with it. And I remember watching it and not really understanding it because I was so little and so young that it was just like, uh, you know, because I, I remember like he had a he had a teddy bear, he had a robotic teddy bear, right? Yes, Teddy. I, so, I don't so know. the weird thing here is here's the here's the weird part is that this since, is the weird part. Right. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> teddy, he, he's given Teddy to guide him throughout life because he's supposed to be a child so he so teddy is another ai programmed basically to be david's conscious conscience throughout this process of telling him what to do and what not to do because david doesn't know because he's only programmed to do like one thing um and so it's an actual teddy bear that talks to him and guides him and voices his thing much like geppetto um (laughs) Jiminy Cricket. Jiminy Cricket. Oh. Sorry. No, sorry. Jiminy Cricket. Yes. Much like Jiminy Cricket. Um, not Geppetto. Um, yeah. And, and there's weird... Anyway, yeah. Yeah, he has a, he has a teddy bear. Yeah. So, uh, for, for me, I'm, I mean, I can't really say much because I was trying to explain the concept of the movie Warriors of Virtue to Shelby the other day. So... Talking about like movies that like this is so cool. This is the next Ninja Turtles, and like what did I just watch? Um, kind of went down the drain for me. So like I, I can't, you know, with that movie, I can't like get like emotionally attached because it was just like what did I watch? Um, I've, I've been trying to find it for like over two weeks, so I can't. I have no had no luck. Um, as far as films, that's like. Colin, ask your question one more time, pretty please. What are there films? I don't. I guess I'm asking. Like, do you have these films? Like, you watched once, or when you think about, you do have these kind of visceral response to them, where it's just like you can't even. Like, I feel like I'm kind of intrigued to watch this movie again, but I just don't think I can do that because of the kind of response that I have thinking about the emotions that go on with it. I don't know if that's okay, so yeah. the the movie that that I, that's coming to my um, brain, uh, it's is it the Imitation Game? 
with um oh hold on here what is his name um famous british actor um imdb British <laughs> damn what a what a google <laughs> it's, it's, imdb is taking forever it's british on. actor good uh imitation yeah the imitation uh, benedict cumberbatch there we go all okay. right so i hmm. i watched this film um basically you know it, it's about the scientist that um tried to crack um the enigma code um from the germans during world war ii oh. um, alan, alan turing turing yeah. Yeah. yeah and it's like it's like super fascinating it's like oh man he finds love and he's like trying to go through this and like oh you know the guy that was his like enemy is like not his enemy anymore because they're like friends trying to come up with the same goal and then it's just like so that so there's that part and then it is just an emo uh, you know an emotional roller coaster because during you know it you know during this time of british policies um gay individuals you know it was illegal and so like he's then battling this, like the second enemy, um, you know, of, you know, kind of all of this. And you're just like, but we just, like, we just got through like that part. Like, why, why, why do you, why do you want to do this to me on this part? Like, I, I just like, Oh, he did it. They cracked the code. And then it's just like a whirlwind of like, Oh yes. You know, here's, you know, here's this, um, you know, he, he gets arrested and he gets, um, uh, you know, uh, what is that word called? I can't think of it. Where it's, you know, chemically castrated and kind of all this stuff. And it's like all these things are done to him. And you're just like, yo, like, my guy. Can I just, I, I was happy like five seconds ago. And then you bring this upon me. And like, it, it is a great movie. There's like incredible acting in it because, you know, in a Cumberbatch, but it just, there's like, I, I don't, I, I don't know if I can bring like not just like emotionally bring myself to it, but it was like emotionally exhausting yeah. at the tail end because like I just can't, I just can't do it. It's a good movie, and I highly recommend it. But it is just like, oh, I'm sad now. So, right. yeah, hmm. yeah. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if I have. Yeah, I don't know if I have a movie that I can think of off the top of my head that is like that for me. That has that same level of like. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> well, and, yeah, and I know for like for the AI, like for this one, it's. I think the real part about it is like because it's a child, and like, like at multiple times throughout the movie, he's like begging and pleading basically for love and like solely fixated on this and he can never get it or attain it and like i i think that's part of it of just like oh my gosh like that 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 kind of that gives me such a a depressing feeling to even experience like granted in the movie it's a robot and blah 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 and not real but it's just like oh it just makes me ugh, ugh, ah, ah. <laughs> Well, yeah, but I mean, that's, I think that's where the fact that it was handled by Spielberg becomes the problem. Because, like, the reason that you do those things in a movie that's a robot, kind of like Blade Runner, right, is you're talking about, like, this 
it's like a, a almost like an existential question of like if there was this like AI you know robot in this situation like should you feel this way about it because is it a real person is it just the robot like these are very like complicated like questions that need to be handled slightly more carefully and they're there if you want to think about them but like in movies like that they're kind of not always done the right way yeah, and it's like it kind of like gets convoluted in there. Where whereas these questions are like you know this is like Isaac Asimov wrote about this like a lot, and um, you know those other science fiction writers at that time kind of did that same thing. Like it's a really like deep thought process. So and, and this one is shoehorning it into a Pinocchio allegory is a little bit. I no, mean, told, appropriate, told I guess, but well, and part of it too <laughs> is. Um, the premise of this is that David's creator is starting a company to create more David to basically be comfort children to parents who don't have kids or who have lost a child and want a child in their life. And so ah. you know from his basic programming that this is his sole thing. He's meant to love somebody, love a parent and have that kind of bond and relationship with the mother and with the father. And so it's like he's not capable of anything else but each stage he's always looking for that searching for it and just again it's like ah, i don't anyway <laughs> all that because i started to listen to um motion city soundtrack and afi and uh other wow from the early <laughs> 2000s <laughs> afi oh my gosh <laughs> i had a Ugh. Kind of recommended. It was a. Uh, let me tell you the name of this. Uh, the recommended album on. If it loads. Uh, uh, do, 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 do. Oh yeah, I had uh two thousands alternative hits, and I had pop punk classic. And I was like, yes, please. There you go. <laughs> Boom. <clears throat> mm. Yeah, I guess I watched a movie not too long ago, like over the summer. I went on a very long, uh, weird, like spaghetti Western kick, nice. right? Don't ask. It's fine. Everything's fine. But <clears throat> like I watched a movie called, I was just watching random movies, right? And so I somehow ended up watching a movie called Apache Woman, which is not good by any stretch of the imagination, <laughs> right? Like it's not a good movie. So like you don't feel like you have to seek this one out. Sure. So like nineteen seventy something. Um six. I just Googled it. Nineteen seventy-six. And it's kinda like that. It's like <laughs> you know, it's very cliche, like a lot of spaghetti westerns are, right? It's like you know, army dude rescues Apache woman from like a thing, right? And then like he doesn't really like her. Uh, and like he can't understand her, and they go through all these like trials and tribulations, and like the end happens, and there's like they both like die. And you're like, what, 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 why, <laughs> what, the, what the heck is this? Yeah, this is garbage. <laughs> like, why? Like, you took me on like this whole thing, like this whole like emotional journey, the best you can in a spaghetti western film, obviously, but like, and then you just like do that for like 
no real reason. Right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Because <laughs> it was like this whole thing of this guy, like, he thought, like, you know, like you do in a Western movie, like, you think Native Americans are trash, right? And then you're like, yeah. oh, actually, this person is nice. And they're just like a normal person. And then they kind of like, Fall, yeah, they're like, oh, she's actually just like a person and not an actual savage. Wow. wow. And <laughs> look at this character. And he goes on this like kind of journey like that and he like realizes that he likes her and then mm. all this stuff and like they want to, you know, he decides he's going to leave the army and they're going to run away and start a life together. And then like the end happens. You're like, what? 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 <laughs> well, I'm depressed now. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks a lot. Bill, just a little let down. Yeah, they like build you up, build you up, and then yeah, kick the stool out from under you. Like mm. ah, dang it. <laughs> so I guess in in some regards it's similar. Yeah. That same feeling of like oh, I, it was going so well, and then blam, like they just <laughs> like I feel sad and I feel down, and I don't want to watch this movie anymore. <laughs> oh my god, I want to go home. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, I smell. I smell a sci-fi movie challenge coming up where we have to find a good one for Colin to watch. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I, I'm. I, I do like that. I do like the genre. Um, this one was just. Yeah, it was from the outset. It was. I think it was even um, marketed as as very sci- as sci-fi. Sci-fi. Not. It was not marketed as stand- as fantasy. Um, and that totally changes a lot of like even the implications of what you're watching. Um, so like when you start realizing like, oh, there's like kind of it's basically like there's magic involved. Well, yeah, but you know that's just like Steven Spielberg marketing, probably like, oh, it's got a robot. Oh, excuse me, <clears throat> if we're gonna talk about Isaac Asimov, <clears throat> a robot. Uh, that's how he pronounces it in all the interviews. It drives me crazy. But, <laughs> but you know, like, oh, it's got a robot. Must be a sci-fi. Done. Easy. Genres are stark and have no fluidity whatsoever. Ah, like, <laughs> well, because um, he did um, he did. I mean, you can kind of tell the influence that this kind of put on him because in two thousand two, he did, but he did Minority Report. Um. So uh, that movie is disappointing for other reasons. Like well, it's just kind of boring and not good. And like, <laughs> <laughs> but he's very um. Daniel London. My God, God. Everything. And anyway, um. But yes, it it's kind of in that. It's not in that same vein where it's it's not as sci-fi as Minority Report, but it it kind of has all the same themes and undertones, but it's totally not sci-fi. But if you just look yeah. at it, 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 it looks like, but it's not. I'll get off that. Yes. Uh, well, I would just say, I would say minority report is definitely more in the traditional Spielberg w- wheelhouse. Yeah. Right. When you think about Spielberg movies, you're like, oh, that one, that one fits better in like his general style. Mm-hmm. Right. It's much more actiony. It's a little bit thrillery. It's well, it's trying to be anyway. And like, uh, but I remember I went and watched that movie with memes. That was just like a movie we because we, we you know we just go there's this movie 
on right now. Let's watch it. Yeah. Right. And so we watched that. I remember, and we both left the movie theater like, yeah. <laughs> and I just, yeah. Yes. <laughs> okay. Like that. <laughs> I remember that. We saw it at Springfield Eight. I remember just walking outside and <laughs> her being like, "Well, that was a movie, I guess." <laughs> <laughs> So that, yeah. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> Love it. Oh. sorry, I didn't mean to uh, completely hijack this with my uh, like. No, it's fine. Terrible, like that's the whole feeling. point of this show. <laughs> Have you been paying attention? No, it's literally what we do here. Didn't Everything's fine. <laughs> Don't. <laughs> well, I'll tell you before we go here. I'll tell you the thing I've been hijacked on uh, this past this past week is I have been. I don't know how I fell into this rabbit hole, but I've been watching a lot of '80s wrestling. It's it's just the most hilarious thing you've ever seen in your entire life. <laughs> it's, it's just it's so silly. Oh no! Like. <laughs> I don't. I don't it's know. it's oh, great. Man. Yeah, like <laughs> it's just so silly and ridiculous, <laughs> and it makes me giggle so much. Yeah, talk about talk about theater. <laughs> oh yeah, and it's like purest form, right? Yeah, like that's what it is. It's great. It's like. <laughs> You know, it's if you compare it to like modern day wrestling, like the wrestling in the eighties is not good at all. It's really bad. It's boring. But like the characters and the these people are hysterical. <laughs> I'm just scrolling through stuff and something right now. Like in this era, you you have Hulk Hogan, which is like a whole oh, podcast. Um, it's a whole thing. Right alongside Andre the Giant. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. Dude, oh yeah plus plus macho man randy macho savage macho man, right dad's favorite dusty Rhodes, um dirty dusty Rhodes, the american dream rick flair is poking around in there oh my god right you got later you have the ultimate warrior and his just like special brand of insanity sometimes you should listen to an ultimate warrior promo it's just screaming and he's like rambling about like spaceships and warriors and like face paint and you're like what what <laughs> like what are you talking about this is so crazy because yeah because like oh, ricky the dragon steamboat yeah yeah all these names yeah. i don't i can honestly say i don't think i've ever missed i don't like mr t my gosh like i don't think i've ever mr t yeah well he wasn't a re- he was just at wrestlemania one I know, he's the tie-in head dbs million dollar man wow this i kind of feel like i've obviously heard all of these names i've never seen any of these people wrestle (laughs) like like, ever because by the time you know in the in the 90s and early 2000s yeah they were still stars for different yeah well they they were just like around right you would like they would talk about them or you would like see them then you know like i mean like the as they were at that time right yeah Yeah. or like 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 um uh rick flair like 
he would show up for wrestling events sometimes as Ric Flair, but he wouldn't do anything. Dude, that dude's still around. It's crazy. He's like... <laughs> exactly. Right? You're like, what are you <clears throat> how? But, okay. Maybe but yeah, that's our challenge. I, make it I fell down that rabbit hole this week, and it's just it's just some of the funniest stuff. Like Jake the Snake, right? Like ravishing Rick Rude. That dude is a whole... That guy's crazy, man. Like... <laughs> They made me giggle this week. It's been hilarious. <laughs> well, maybe maybe I'll watch that and uh, and uh, bring me out of my despair and brought on by the AI. Iron Sheik, right? The yeah. right the it's hilarious, especially like I don't know. It's just so funny, like some of the things they do. Like the and the was it Nikolai Volkov, right? He was like a bad guy, and before every match, he would just come out and sing the Soviet national anthem to get booze from the crowd. <laughs> and it works so well. Everyone just hates him. Like, <laughs> communism. Uh, you know, that's what you want in 1986 is the Soviet national anthem, obviously. Yes. <laughs> Buddy. Really. But, yeah. Oh, man. It's just so hilarious. Characters. Yeah. How strong they were. The yes. wrestling was crap but the character it was it was bad right you i watched some like some highlights of some of the matches you're like arm drag arm drag punch <laughs> sleeper hold yeah more sleeper hold Ooh. punch like <laughs> that's, that's it <laughs> right it's like all right there you go <laughs> getting intense it might have something to do with the fact that all these dudes are like gigantic, right? Right. Well, that's true. Just, yeah. Like Macho dropping the elbow off the top rope is like the most exciting thing, right? That's all you get because they can't do anything else because they're so yeah. So yeah, that out. that style didn't come into like way later, yeah. you know. But not that this is a wrestling podcast now, but like. It, you know, when WCW know. started bringing in those, like, the Mexican wrestlers, and they, st- uh, I mean, if you watch, like, early 90s WCW, when they start bringing in wrestlers, like, Rey Mysterio Jr., and, like, Psychosis, and, like, all these guys, yeah. and some of the dudes from Japan, like, Ultimo Dragon and Jushin Thunder Liger, you watch them wrestle, and the crowd is literally going, what? What are you doing? Uh, yeah. Like, they're not making any noise. They're just staring, like, what? what is this? <laughs> like, how is this possible? Well, yeah. Cause they're doing flips. They're like flinging around and off each other. And it's acrobatics at that point. And it, and it's so fast, right? Like, you know, if you watch, there's one spot in one of those where like Rey Mysterio, he's up on the top rope and he does like a hurricane Rana to this dude to the outside of the ring. You know, it's like, and everyone's just going, what (laughs) literally never seen anything like that before (laughs) yeah (laughs) there you go if you want some giggles watch some 80s wrestling (laughs) love it okay well that's the okay that'll be our branch off (laughs) sweet okay Love it. Okay, so we have homework. Did we do we assign homework? Was it was it uh, was it watch wrestling? Was it not watch wrestling? I can't remember. What the- I mean, you don't have to watch it wrestling. That's okay. I won't force that upon you. 
if you do want to find a sci-fi movie for Colin to watch, if we have time for that, we could do that this week. <laughs> yeah. Sci-fi movie challenge. Anyone? Let's do a sci-fi Aaron? Movie challenge. Yeah, that'd be fine. Okay. All right. So wait, am I sci-fi movie? movie? What am I, what? I think we should all just watch a sci-fi movie and report. Okay. It's a broad genre. So your choice of sci-fi movie. Watch a sci-fi Boom. movie and we'll talk about it. Okay. I yeah. love it. Sounds good. Uh, well, hey. Well, well next time, friends. Love you. All right. <laughs> love you guys. <laughs> love you too. Bye. Bye.